English soccer is famous for its Boxing Day fixtures and for many, American football is just as much a part of Thanksgiving as the turkey. While the rest of the world rings in the new year with Auld Lang Syne and Champagne, for the last two decades, Japan has celebrated with fireworks of a different kind. The kind you only get when two athletes face off in a mixed martial arts contest. Initially a pro wrestling date, the leaders of the fledgling, now legendary K1 and Pride organizations saw a chance to plant its flag to challenge Japan's infamous red and white concert which had dominated television broadcasts for decades. Ever since the first furious injection of MMA on New Year's Eve two decades ago, we've seen some of the wildest bouts in the history of combat sports contested on the last day of the year. Continuing the tradition, MMA fans got the chance to watch Ryzen 26 break in 2021 as Japanese superstar and former UFC flyweight title contender Kyoji Horiguchi exacted his revenge on rival Kai Asakura. But how did we end up with this yearly fixture in mixed martial arts? This is Pizzi Carroll for MMA on Point, and today I will be shedding some light on the rich, violent history of New Year's Eve MMA events in Japan. Chapter 1 Anoki Bombaye. Pride was formed in 1997 and was sold on the back of Hicks and Gracie's alleged bludgeoning of Yoji Anjo, who had chased him all the way to the US to prove that a professional wrestler could defeat a jiu-jitsu master. The images that surfaced of a bloody Anjo post-Hicks and beatdown sold the masses on what would be the headline bout of the first Pride event, Hicks and Gracie v Takada, a man who was out for vengeance for the professional wrestling world. Hickson dominated the fight and finished Takada with a first round armbar. They met again the following year at Pride 4 and Takada suffered a similar demise. It would be the last time that Hickson fought under the Pride banner, which forced the brass to find a new draw to stimulate the masses. All their prayers were answered when they reinvested the Brazil v Japan beef from Hickson and Takada's rivalry into Hoist Gracie v Sakuraba. When the Japanese grappling ace defeated the seemingly unbeatable UFC champion at the Pride Grand Prix in 2000, a 90 minute affair that resulted in the fight of the year, the fledgling organization found the new face of its banner. It was pro wrestling legend Antonio Inoki's initial Inoki Bombaye on New Year's Eve in 2000 that caught the attention of the K1 and Pride Chiefs. Anoki, a legendary wrestler, had fought athletes from various disciplines since the 1970s, most famously Muhammad Ali in Tokyo in 1976. Although some of the contests against athletes from different combat sports backgrounds had predetermined results, they are historically referenced as a precursor to mixed martial arts. The selling point of Anoki Bombaye was a nod to Anoki's fighting heritage, with some of the major attractions being New Japan pro wrestling talents being pitted against world-renowned fighters in mixed martial arts matches. Although the first Anoki Bombaye in 2000 was a complete pro wrestling event, it still featured big names from the MMA world. Anoki took on Henzo Gracie in one of the matches. The event also featured Pride's newest star, Sakuraba. The pro wrestling event drew over 42,000 people to the Osaka Dome in 2000, which ultimately led to Anoki, Pride and K1 combining for 2001's New Year's Anoki Bombaye show. In his 2015 article, Ryzen debut leaves questions unanswered for MMA fighting, the legendary Dave Meltzer described how the co-promoted event by Anoki, Pride and K1 won big numbers for the Tokyo Broadcasting System Network, despite the national institution, the Red and White Concert, televised by national broadcaster NHK, taking place on the same night. For decades, the NHK network has owned New Year's Eve, and still does today with the Red and White Concert, wrote Meltzer. Up to that point in time, every other network had tried and failed miserably at competing with the concert. Tokyo Broadcasting System, Anoki and Pride built a show around the stars of New Japan Pro Wrestling against the stars of K1 doing MMA fights. The show did a rating significantly larger than any show had ever done in competition with the concert. The number grew the next year, built around Bob Sapp facing pro wrestler Yoshihiro Takayama. 
Chapter 2 The Bob Sapp Sensation Sapp's meeting with Noguera in 2002 is still deemed to be one of the main catalysts behind the most attended event in the history of mixed martial arts. A reported 91,107 people or 71,000 people, depending on who you talk to, crammed into the Tokyo Dome on August 28 to see Pride and K1's co-promoted Shockwave Dynamite event, which was headlined by Sakuraba v Mirko Krokop. Despite a submission loss to Nagara, who had to rally from behind to claim victory, Sapstock only seemed to grow, bolstering his star ahead of his meeting with Takayama at the end of the year. The success of 2002's Anoki Bumbaye, headlined by Sap and Takayama, led to big money deals for a lot of NHK's rival networks, which ultimately split the collaboration between Anoki, K1 and Pride. As Meltzer noted in his 2015 article, with K1 signing a deal with TBS and Pride teaming up with Fuji TV, Anoki's show on NTV, now known as Nippon TV, was doomed without the additions from the other combat promotions rosters. Even though Pride boasted some tasty fights on their 2003 end of year card, it could not compete with the fight of the century, putting Goliath Sap against sumo legend Akibono. In his article on Ryzen's revival for 411 Mania, Dan Plunkett recalled the impact of Sap's clash with Akibono. Bob Sap was perhaps the biggest sports star in all of Japan, and certainly the biggest combat sports star, wrote Plunkett. Years earlier, the same could have been said for Akibono, a sumo megastar throughout the 1990s who retired in 2001. K1 lured Akibono in for a match with Sap that promised to be the biggest fight in Japan since Muhammad Ali fought Antonio Inoki. The fight received worldwide coverage and was a Super Bowl-like attraction in Japan. In 1 minute 55 seconds, Sap KO'd Akibono under K1 rules in front of an audience of 54 million. The crowd's roar shook the arena as Sap introduced Akibono to the canvas on three occasions. In between exchanges, the broadcast team bizarrely switched to a shot of Akibono's frazzled wife, clutching the hands of his two infant children as Sap continues to bear down on him. Such was the success of the Sap v Bono fight, for that brief segment they outdrew the red and white concert, something that had been impossible up to that point. Although K1 won the combat sports rating war, Pride's 2003 shockwave event also helped to draw eyes away from the red and white concert, forcing it down to its lowest rating in history. I'd like to wish everyone here a very happy new year. This year, it's about overcoming big challenges. Chapter 3 the golden age of New Year's Eve cards. With Pride and K1 having great success in 2003, Pride's end-of-year shockwave shows became an annual fixture at the Saitama Super Arena. K1 drew even larger crowds to the Osaka Dome with its New Year's Eve Dynamite cards. From 2004 to 2006, the shows drew a combined total of nearly 100,000 people to their end-of-year shows. Pride's second year-end shockwave show boasted Fedor's trilogy fight with Big Nog, which saw the Russian defend his heavyweight title and win the Pride Heavyweight Grand Prix. A special attraction also came in the shape of Baz Rutenchained Rulon Gardner. Rulon Gardner, ladies and gentlemen! The 2000 Olympic gold medalist took on judo Olympic gold winner Yoshida, taking a decision win in the Seoul MMA outing. Akibono and Sapa rolled out for K1's 2004 Dynamite show again, but this time the sumo icon took on Hoist Gracie, who submitted him with an omoplata. Sap fought Jerome LeBonner to a draw in a mixed rules bout. Kid Yamamoto became the big attraction for 2005's Dynamite show when he faced off against another Japanese icon in Genki Sudo. Pride again turned to Yoshida for the shockwave show in 2005, rekindling his judo rivalry with Naoya Ogawa. The purse of $2 million for both fighters made it one of the most expensive MMA fights of all time. In 2006, K1 boasted another Yamamoto bout and what turned out to be a retirement bout out for Genki Sudo. 
the legendary fighter stunned the Osaka Dome by announcing he was hanging up his gloves. The big attraction for K1 that year was snaring Sakuraba away from Pride. Yet, his fight with Yoshihiro Akiyama left a bad taste in the mouth of all the fans. Sexyama's win would later be overturned as it was discovered he had greased himself up before fighting Saku. Chapter 4 The Demise of Pride Sakuraba moving from Pride to K1 shocked the MMA world. But it may have been a sign of things to come as three months after his ill-fated fight with Akiyama, the organization was sold to the UFC. Despite drawing a huge crowd to the Saitama Super Arena, Pride's 2006 Shockwave show didn't even make it to TV after a Yakuza scandal linking the criminal organization to the promotion's ownership, so the promotion's broadcasting deal scrapped. Miro Miatovich, former manager of Pride legends Mirko Krokop and Fedor Emelianenko, is understood to have helped the Japanese authorities identify the accuser's links to Pride. In an interview with Spike TV's Dan Herbertson in 2012, Miatovic described a constant power struggle between rival crews within the organization. One of the guys pulled out his gun, put it on the table, and when I continued to push back, he picked the gun up and aimed it to my head and said, you know what's going to happen. Miatovic also described how signing Fedor Emelianenko to Anoki Bumbaye in 2003 led to death threats from the Yakuza. Much to my great surprise, Sakakibara and four Yakuza guys turn up to the Okara Hotel in Kobe. I was told I had to sign over my rights to Fyodor or I wasn't going to leave Corbett Light. The cancellation of Pride's TV deal is considered to be the final act in the New Year's Eve battle between K1 and Pride. The chief of the National Police Agency went to visit the president and the director of compliance at Fuji TV. Fuji TV pulled the plug, sent out the press release that um, very famously came out and cut all ties to, to Pride, which was justice for what they'd done to my life. Six months after UFC acquired the brand, all of the promotion staff were laid off, which marked the end of the organization. To this day, Pride is thought of as one of the most important promotions in the history of mixed martial arts. Chapter 5. Life After Pride Following the closure of Pride, the executives from the defunct promotion came together with M1 Global, Shuto and the Fight and Entertainment Group to host Yari Noka, which was advertised as a farewell to Pride from the Saitama Super Arena. It boasted many of the stars of Pride, most notably Fedor, and some big Japanese names like Akiyama and Shinya Oki. Although it was a once-off event, the collaboration would pave the way for former Pride executives and the Fighting and Entertainment Group to form the Dream Banner. K1 and Heroes, a Japanese MMA promotion now owned by the same parent entity as K1, combined for a final time for 2007's Dynamite show, drawing a number just shy of 50,000 fans to the Osaka Dome. Heroes would disband less than three months later, with some of their most prominent names being snared by the newly formed Dream promotion. For 2008's Dynamite show, K1 teamed up with Dream and returned to the Saitama Super Arena, but it failed to capture the attention of the masses like it had previously. For the 2009 show, they called on Satoshi Ishii, fresh off his gold medal winning performance in 2008, to battle Yoshida. Although he pushed the rating back up for his bout, his largely striking-centred performance drew the ire of the media. 2010's Dynamite show fell flat in its face as well. And even when a new collaboration between K1, FEG, M1 Global and Anoki came together to pit Fedor against Ishii for 2011's Fight for Japan, the ratings were so bad that the New Year's Eve marquee was scrapped altogether. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes, Anoki returned 
returned with Anoki Bumbaye in 2012, 2013, 2014 and 2015. Again he called on some of the biggest names from the MMA world to collaborate with famed professional wrestlers. As well as some great fights, we got to see the elderly legend slap the shit out of a host of people, which is enough to fill anyone's heart with hope for a successful new year. Chapter 6 Ryzen's New Year's Eve Revival Nine years after Pride's final New Year's Eve show, the newly founded Ryzen organisation, fronted by familiar faces from Pride like Sakaki Barra and Takada, is reclaiming the end-of-year extravaganza. Although Ryzen has yet to hit the New Year's Eve heights of Pride or K1, since 2015 they have given fans memorable bouts. The World Grand Prix of 2015 was contested over the 29th and 31st of December at the Saitama Super Arena and garnered a lot of attention from international MMA fans. Veteran King Mo was crowned tournament champion over two events which also showcased intriguing characters like Crone Gracie, a throwback to his father Hickson's early successes with Pride, and a somewhat more depressing rematch between Akibono and Sap. A battle of Japanese MMA generations took centre stage on the 29th, with Shinya Aoki stopping 46-year-old Sakuraba in the first round of their welterweight clash. 2016 saw Ryzen create a new Japanese star on the New Year's Eve show with the introduction of Tenshin Nasukawa. The kickboxing superstar took two victories over the two days of action on the 29th and 31st, including a shock submission win on the 31st. The openweight Grand Prix was clinched by the legendary Mir- Crocop over two days of action, Gracie returned for another submission win and Brazilian jiu-jitsu phenom Gabby Garcia turned heads with her sophomore outing with the promotion. In 2017, the 29th and 31st were dedicated to cementing a new face for the promotion. Kyoji Haraguchi claimed the Bantamweight Grand Prix in a field that included names like Ian McCall, Manil Cape and Khalid Taha. Kena Asakura wowed with her stoppage of Rina Kabuto in their trilogy bout to claim the Super Atomweight Grand Prix title and Nasukawa's kickboxing outings to claim the Flyweight Grand Prix underlined his status as must-see TV. The New Year's Eve offering of 20 2017 is also the first time we saw one of Ryzen's biggest current stars, Kai Asakura, who scored a second round TKO to open his account with the promotion. His brother, Mikoru, joined him on the roster a few months later in 2018. Although Tension was earmarked as a future world beater, nobody expected the 20-year-old fighter to be thrust into too many difficult situations so early in his career. But that's exactly what happened when Ryzen marked New Year's Eve 2018 with a boxing exhibition between Floyd Mayweather and the Young Gun. Mayweather outweighed Tension and didn't have to employ the same tentative tactics he did a year before when he faced Conor McGregor. He bulldozed forward and battered the fledgling professional, stopping him just beyond the two-minute mark when his corner threw in the towel after three knockdowns. Ryzen certainly got a lot of traction on the back of the contest. It also drew accusations of match-fixing. On the same night, Horiguchi submitted Darian Caldwell to clinch the Ryzen bantamweight title and the legendary Aya Hamasaki submitted Kena Asakura to win the Super Atomweight title. 2019 saw Ryzen drop the two-day attack on the end-of-year festivities. Fresh off Asakura stopping Horiguchi earlier in the year, Manuel Cape was crowned bantamweight champion and he knocked out the Japanese star in the second round. Shohei Ham clasped the super bantamweight title from Hamasaki's grasp and Yuri Prohaska devastated CB Dalloway to defend his light heavyweight title. Tenshin Nasukawa was back to winning ways with a demolition job performance and a new star was born in Tafik Masayev when he won the lightweight tournament in a field including Patricky Pitbull and Johnny Case. This year's event was a fantastic showcase and has truly been a shining light for MMA fans around the world with other promotions on hiatus for the holidays. As MMA fans, we should celebrate the dates so synonymous with our sport. Realise that you're engaging in something that relates right back to the Hicks and Gracie Dojo Storm, Fedor Emelianenko v Nogueira, Bob Sapp, the legendary Kid Yamamoto, and even Anoki's famous challenge of Muhammad Ali in 1976. Here's to the rich, violent tradition of New Year's Eve MMA in Japan. Let's hope 2021 is better for all of us. Mwah! As always, we appreciate the consumption of our wonderful content. Please like and subscribe. We upload three dazzling videos per week to keep you on your toes. So please hit us up in the comment section to tell us how you feel. 
You can also join our Discord channel, the link for which is in the description. I really hope you enjoyed the video this week. Slán August Bannacht.